Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skillshot Pincast. I'm Kayla. And I'm Graham. And this is episode 72. Um, today we're going to be p- talking to my friend Matt Stacks from Michigan who plays in a band called Bong Mountain. But I met him at Pinburg three years ago when we were in a group together and then following year we played together again. So he's got lots of experience in bands and in pinball and in the scene in Michigan and we want to hear some stories from him. So without further ado, hello Matt. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Excellent. How's the weather in Michigan? Uh, it's been very weird the past couple of days. We it was supposed to be like a hundred degrees, Ugh. and Thanks. then we had like two really bad storms. So there's actually huge power outages here right now. Oh man! Luckily, I'm not part of that. So um, yeah, but there's been like traffic lights and local businesses and i think mm. like almost two hundred thousand people don't have power over here right now whoa holy moly yeah i, th- I think it's getting fixed soon hopefully but uh yeah the, the weather's back to like 80 degrees and sunny right now so. that's reasonable <laughs> <laughs> dang that's intense so yeah like i said in the intro you and i were in a group together at pinberg i think that was three years ago maybe it was four um yeah and, it was like three or four years ago i think yeah yeah and then the following year, we were again in a group together, and both ended up in the B division finals, and both ended up tying together, which was excellent. Yeah, that was exciting, though. I mean, that was the first time I had ever qualified for a finals at Pinburg, and to make B division, it was just, it was just a lot of fun. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, lots yeah, of pressure, but still out. fun. Yeah, even getting knocked out right away, it was still like. Uh, it was just a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember having, like, right when they were putting the final scores the day before, just refreshing, refreshing. I'm like, did I make it? Did I make it? <laughs> and then finally, like, talking to Kevin Burrell, and he's like, oh, yeah, if you have this many points, you're fine. I'm like, I don't know. I can't trust the word of you. Like, I need to see it on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a couple people, like, that night I remember, they're like, oh, yeah, you're at the point threshold, you'll be fine. I'm like, not until I see it. Right, yeah. (laughs) And then it was, like, that crazy storm that night, too. Like, it just was a downpour of rain. Um, But I got enough sleep, but not enough sleep to make it up past the first round of P-Division. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was exciting making it. Uh, I mean, it was obviously kind of a bummer not going farther but mm-hmm. um i think that same year or even the year after i got to qualify for intergalactic oh rad and then last year i got to qualify as well and actually i finished like 12th or 13th which oh, is wow. i think that's like my highest like ifpa ranking but it was just weird because it was on the stage last year and it was just super exciting to be like i know i had to play with like Raymond Davidson and Callan McAlpine and a couple other people in one of my groups and I was Man. just like super intimidated at first but it was, it was pretty exciting though. Yeah, people that you've watched in the Pinbrick finals for years, you know, like, like oh mm-hmm. man, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, definitely a fun experience though. So. Yeah, that's rad. Um, when did you start doing competitive pinball? Uh, I believe it was about five, five or six years ago. I oh, actually, that's huge growth. <laughs> Yeah, in um, in Grand Rapids, the pinball scene has definitely grown, but we used to have a bar, uh, or we still have a bar called The Meanwhile, and I lived right behind the corner, mm-hmm. and they had four machines, and I would just go there and play, and I remember one of the nights that I went to go there, it was closed, 
I think for like a staff party or something. They're like, meanwhile, we're having a staff party. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, then they went, um, the same owner of that bar has another bar called the Pyramid Scheme, which actually has way more machines and is my local location to go to now. But I ended up just going there to play pinball and I happened to walk in and they were just about to start a league night and they're like, do you want to join? I was like, I have no idea what this is, but sure. And that's kind of how it all started. Oh, that's rad. So thanks to the spot for being closed, you now are hooked into competitive pinball. Yeah, I've always, I, I had saw, saw posters and things, that, um, like internet advertisements on Facebook and stuff for mm-hmm. the league, and I was just, I don't know, it just seems kind of intimidating, so sure. I just like playing by myself, but no, I'm so glad I did. So was it intimidating that first week that you played? A little bit, because I had no idea how good some people were, or like how good you could get at it. I was just, you know, I put up decent scores for myself. And um, didn't even really know what flipper skills were, like what the rule sets were, anything like that. But I had, um, I grew up playing pinball. My uncle had a couple of machines. Um, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon being my favorite one. Hmm. He had that one since I was a kid. So that's what I grew up on. So I knew the rule set of that. And um, yeah, it was, it was kind of intimidating at first, but I, I got, I met some really cool people and um one of my best friends now he runs that league um he's the one that kind of like nudged me to start playing in the league that's great yeah that's kind of what i try to tell people when they're like oh i'm i don't think i could do it i'm not good enough it's so scary but it's like once you're actually just in it it's it goes so smoothly and you end up making people that you want to be friends for with for for life yeah and i kind of i've come to terms like i'm that way now with new people that like play in our tournaments like our monthlies or the league and uh, i see people play all the time and i you know i'll go up to them like hey have you ever heard of the league you should join it's actually not super intimidating and kind of just having that talk to just get more people involved into it mm-hmm. how much so uh w- what does the league look like exactly like how many folks are participating in a given a uh, um season definitely changed over the years when i first started five or six years ago at the peak of the um grpl the grand rapids pinball league we had 80 people which wow nice. a lot yeah um and they had they've we've always rotated between like 20 and 24 machines there so there's definitely enough but um we've actually seen kind of a lull in the past couple of years i think it's just because pinball is just becoming so popular that um Every major city in Michigan kind of has a league now. Like Kalamazoo mm-hmm. has a league. Lansing. I don't know. Yeah, Lansing definitely has a league. Um, Fremont, even an hour north here, they have a league. Oh, that's so close. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's just there's so many leagues going on, so I think it's kind of siphoned off people that would travel an hour or two hours to come to our league now can just play in theirs, which I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Um, traveling is a huge expense, so... Um, we we average between I want to say like about thirty to forty people now. It kind of just depends. I mean that's so good. Yeah, for sure. And then what's yeah. the format for when you meet for? Is it a monthly thing for what three months or something? Or I mean a weekly or? Yeah, for the league we do um, the first and third Wednesday of the month, and we meet for four nights, and then on the fifth night we do our finals. We have an A and B division. 
Um, I believe the top eight are eligible for A, and then the rest of the league is eligible for B. And they do, like, first through fourth place trophies, which is really, really cool. That's great. Um, and then we also we have, like, an end-of-the-season tournament on the sixth night, and that's, like, open for anybody. Um, and then our monthly tournaments, uh, we do the second Sunday of the month. And that's, uh, we usually, we've, we've done match play, we've done, um, three strike strike. knockout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Things like that. So we've, we've kind of experimented with different things just to see what the point values are. Mm -hmm. Gosh, not to get off topic, but I just played in a really weird format at eight bit, um, last week in Renton where it was a two and a half hour tournament and you, if you you were head head to head and if you lost you got to the bottom of the queue and then when you got up you just kept um you would play two games back to back and then you'd be at the bottom of the queue and it would rotate until there's a machine ready for you but everyone played as many games as possible in two and a half hours and whoever had the highest percentage of wins went on to the finals Hmm. it was really interesting but yeah it felt like a marathon yeah i've played in a couple of those okay um for our state finals we used to run them at um our friend uh mike Trudeau. he has like a private residence but it had 40 it was like 40 machines or so and they're just in the best condition and all eras and on our so for our state finals we would have the state finals and then after the state finals we would do that tournament as like a side tournament and yeah it was just crazy like running around we used um we used like note cards so we shuffled those up for the machines and then oh, you okay just get to the player yeah you, we and then you just go by win percentage at the end of it it's it's super cool because you're just guaranteed to keep playing which is awesome yeah it really kind of changed the dynamic of like the games for me, I was like, okay, well, I lost that one. I don't know what my percentage is now, but it's probably not great. But I know I have more pinball in my future, so it didn't hurt my feelings yeah. too much. Yeah, I'm always a fan of tournaments where you're guaranteed more play. I mean, I generally don't really like the knockout tournaments. Like if you have four strikes and you have four bad games, and that could be it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So it sounds like things are going really good for Grand Rapids out there and Michigan as a whole. Um, you're, you have a, a, a place for state finals. You have a place for a solid league. Um, where have you played outside of Michigan that you've really been impressed with or that's memorable? Um, I've only played a couple places outside of, of Michigan. Um, obviously, Pinburg, which is coming up in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, always super exciting. Um Indiana, there's a couple of places, uh, Main Street hmm. Amusements. Uh, my buddy Tommy Skinner runs a couple events down there. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I like, yeah, I like to visit that, you know, at least once a year just to hang out with him. And He has a, a couple locations with games. Um, the one that I was most impressed with, I went to Indisc this year. Hmm. Um, it never drains Banning. Southern, yeah. yeah. And the uh, the pinball museum there, they had like five or six hundred machines, yeah. which were mostly all lurking on free play if you had a pass. So, um, yeah, the Indus experience was something I've never um, really done before. They the the way the tournament works there is like a card system. You have to have like you purchase a card, and all of your games on that card have to be pretty good to be able to qualify so if you have four out of five good games and the last one's not good 
you pretty much have to avoid that card out and, and try start again. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of avoided the main tournament um, this year, and I was focusing on classics. And uh, uh, they ended up doing two separate tournaments, Friday and Saturday. And luckily, I qualified on my very last card right before oh, wow. ended both times. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, other than that, I haven't really been to too many places outside of Michigan. I was looking into going to the Cleveland, um, pinball show. Um, oh yeah, I went to Expo last year in Chicago for the first time. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, you're pretty much guaranteed in the tournament no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I kind of like tournaments where you're either guaranteed play or just have enough time to play other than just getting knocked out right away. Right, because otherwise, why don't you just go out to a place and play pinball location? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I went to Denver earlier this year. I went to all the Mm -hmm. one-ups. I was just on vacation at the time and uh, actually got into a knockout tournament and finished like top four out of 30. Man which is really cool. I didn't even know they were having a tournament until we flew into Denver, and then I looked up pinball places, and I was like, oh, man, they're having a tournament in, like, two hours. Definitely have to go do that. Oh, wow. So, like, you really just made it under the wire right there. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, okay, so then you also just... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to make it out to the West Coast. Yes. uh, At least, like, Oregon and Seattle. I've Mm -hmm. heard great things especially on the podcast about all the locations you guys have there. Yeah, I mean, Portland and Seattle are only over th- just over three hours away from each other, so you could do both. Yeah, probably next year. All right. I, I have a kind of a an idea that might be naive. Maybe this happens already, so stop me if you've heard this. But, um, you know, we've got our league over here, which is very large, the, Seattle, the, uh, the Monday Night Pinball League as well as the Seattle Pinball League. Um, but it's all kind of just concentrated regionally, like into the, you know, the one league, despite geographical range there. And when you were, you were talking earlier about how Kalamazoo and Lansing and all all these other cities got their own leagues going. And so that kind of depressed, uh, turnout for Grand Rapids. Um, it made me start thinking about like interleague playoffs, like kind of regionals. Mm -hmm. I know that we have that for individuals, but not for teams Mm -hmm. is, does that happen anywhere? I mean, there, there's been talk about for Monday Night Pinball for doing like a North and South division for years, like pretty much since they started. Like conferences. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're there yet, but with the amount of people continuing to add their names to the rosters, like it might happen. So Interesting. But it could be good. Yeah. Yeah, we had um, somebody in Michigan kind of propose an idea, and it, it would still be like individual play, but they're thinking about doing a um, league play kind of thing like a super league where it's at different locations every time so it it hits all areas of the state and it would all be random where the locations would be and the finals would be random too as well and they um i think we just need to flush out the idea a little bit more Mm -hmm. or give it a little bit more time to kind of think it through just because it's it would be a lot of commitment to yeah. travel and, and planning yeah, at least an hour to every other weekend. So mm-hmm. it would definitely be a really cool idea. For sure. Or I would thought like 
maybe a scavenger hunt type tournament where you just give a few clues of which machine is involved in the tournament <laughs> and they have to like find the the specific machine at the specific location and like any scores go straight to the tournament director and no one else can see the picture because that would just give away the location I might yeah i definitely like different tournament ideas mm-hmm. yeah i mean i ran one where i made everyone wear eye patches on <laughs> Is that stuff? Is that like ISPA? Oh no, (laughs) no. This is a shorties on a Sunday afternoon, fucking around. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely I like doing those kind of like fun ones. We we talked about doing the um, maybe it's like Carl D'Angelo has like a card game. Oh yeah, the like Magic the Gathering kind of thing or like D and D type thing. Yeah, I definitely would like to do one of those just for fun at some point. Yeah, they sound rad. So you also just got back from a European tour. Did you find any pinball out there? I, luckily, I found one machine the whole time we were there. Um, it was a pretty janky Metallica, Ooh. but it hasn't uh, even been out that long. <laughs> like, was that five years old? Yeah, it was just. I was surprised it even worked or it turned on. We um, it was in um, Hamburg in Germany. I was gonna yeah. We, we were there for, uh, it's called Booze Cruise Festival, and so we were there for the whole weekend, and luckily one of the main venues we played had this Metallica downstairs, and it was like a Euro a play or something, and Ugh. I got pretty addicted to playing that after not playing for three weeks. Yeah, I'm sure. Now, was that on the boat, or was it just, or it was in that, a building? That was in a building, okay. yeah, we... We had the awesome experience of playing on a moving boat. Yeah, I do want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. I never thought I'd play on a boat. There was people crowd surfing while this boat is moving. While people so, yeah, were actually surfing uh, outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, um, yeah. So every like hour on the hour, they would they would take off from the dock. They would let a certain amount of people on the boat, and then the band would play. And then it would kind of circle the river, and there's other cruise ships and other people kind of watching while there's just punk bands playing on a oh boat. Oh, my God. And these, yeah, it, it was pretty awesome. Now, did you feel, like, the motion of the ocean while you were on, like, while you were playing drums? Yeah, so there there was, like, a small drum riser, but it definitely was, like, I had to catch my cymbals one of the times and, like... <laughs> Our guitar player was, we like to move around a lot, or mm-hmm. the, our guitar players definitely do, so they were kind of dancing, and one of them almost fell over, but <laughs> it was kind of in rhythm with the crowd, though, like, everyone was, like, swaying and moving around. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> no one got seasick, though? No, no, luckily nobody got seasick. That's good. Yeah. Um, let's see. I was also going to ask you, like, do you feel like having that intrinsic, like, muscle memory from playing music for so long, like, helps you with muscle memory in pinball and, like, helps your timing at all? I I am a pretty clumsy person, and I, like, I play drums, and I, I've definitely gotten much better over the past few years, um, but I, I really don't see the connection for myself. I okay. Maybe for other musically inclined people, but I am... I feel pretty just just clumsy and that my brain does not work like a metronome at all. Mm. Even after all these years of playing drums, it still is just kind of just play what you feel. 
mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's so funny to hear you say that because I've seen you play pinball and play drums, and you're very good at both things. So I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, keep yeah. on being clumsy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like I, I do practice both quite a bit. I play much more pinball than I do drums these days, but mm-hmm. it it I, I've definitely noticed a, an improvement, which is great. But there's still some sets where like I'll just drop a stick or miss a beat and. Actually, I, I used to get super embarrassed about that, but now it's just it's just really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just makes music feel, I don't know, human. There's the human element to mm-hmm. it still. So. And totally alive too. You know, like I mean, it just I, people I think appreciate seeing you just like keep going too. And whenever whenever ever I've seen someone drop a pick or a drum, I'm like, oh, there's they didn't give up on that song. They went and grabbed another one and kept going. Yeah. It's, it's just really interesting, especially I've seen some really great drummers over the years and them even screw up like a count or a part or just drop a stick and it's mm-hmm. just like you pick it up and keep going and you laugh it off and you just have a good time. Right. I do that. I mean, that happens in pinball for me personally quite a bit where I'm just like, why did I not hit the flipper right there? Right. Like the ball just <laughs> down the middle. And it's just, yeah. So there's definitely that human element to it. I'm, yeah, it's 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 fun it's fun to do that sometimes though. Mhm. And then I guess my only last question is when you're stacking modes in in a pinball machine, do you just say stacks on stacks? <laughs> I definitely I definitely have had people say that before. Okay. <laughs> well, uh yeah, thanks for uh dealing with our our funny audio issues in this episode matt and that also goes out to all of our listeners too so i'm going to ask you one final question that we ask folks a lot uh that will involve you talking a lot so we don't hear as much crackling (laughs) and that's uh do you have a dream game uh that you would like to see and what would it look like i have thought about this quite a bit um there's a couple but the one that i came down to is that i would have and i think it might be a bit outdated now but I would have loved to see the wire as a pinball machine. I love it. Mm. Yeah, that's it. For those that haven't seen it, it's an HBO show. It's my favorite show. I've seen it probably ten times all the Man. way through now. I try to rewatch it every year, but I think it would just it would work so well as a pinball machine. Yeah, you can like rob stash houses. Like, Omar's coming. Mall yeah. Mall. Yeah, I mean, they did a Sopranos one, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like the Sopranos is arguably probably more popular as a show, but as a whole show, I just love The Wire so much. And, you know, you could play as McNulty or Bunk or yeah. play as Omar. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you could have different Stringer modes Bell. based on, so you know how every season, like, looks at, at what's going on. workers in Baltimore. Exactly, from a different perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have different modes that kind of... And there's different theme song for each season. That's oh yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I never even thought about. It. Yeah, the Tom Waits, you know, being on the first. Oh season. yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have watched all of The Wire and loved it. I have watched the first and the last episode of Sopranos, <laughs> 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 only by accident. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've been I, I've watched The Sopranos once all the way through, and I would like to go through it again. But it is one of those things that like when it came out around my time I was a little too young for it mm. and same with The Wire like I didn't watch it when it first came out but definitely the years after it's just, they both hold up as really great shows yeah super good well I like it make it happen Matt <laughs> <laughs> try and I'll, go to I'll Expo next year mm-hmm. pitch it cool 
Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really like it. Um, it was a fun time. Do you have anything that you would like yeah, to plug before you go? Yeah. Um. Where can people find I, your music? Yeah, so Bong Mountain. Um, we do have a Bandcamp and a Facebook, and we are finishing up our next full length. Good. That was going to be my um, next question. Yeah, hopefully it'll be out early next year. We may even have a teaser at Fest this year. Good. Of maybe a cassette of a couple new songs that oh. might that maybe on the record. Um, Can it not be a cassette? But no, do what you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I also play in another band right now called The Great Lake State, and we have members of a bunch of other bands. Um, North Lincoln that used to be on No Idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Kane Marco, Distance, who are actually active in Chicago right now. So yeah, we're we're hopefully gonna have some new music out soon as well. And same with Long Mountain, we have a, a Spotify, Bandcamp, all that good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, make sure you just figure out a West Coast tour for Bong Mountain that ends in Seattle, and then you can hang out for a little longer. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> thank you so much again for joining us, Matt. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. For cool. sure. Take care. Yeah. Well, that was great for Matt to join us. Yeah, what a nice guy, huh? Yeah, I'm sorry to him again and to previous guests and to all of our listeners for some of my wonky sound issues. But if you were hearing a crackling, it was probably your stereo at home. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, (laughs) it wasn't our fault. You're right. We We should probably gaslight the listeners more often. Yeah, right. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we could... What did we do that with X-Men, right? Where I was like, who is that guy with the claws? Isn't that Nightcrawler? <laughs> <laughs> no emails for that, but don't, that's okay. Yeah. We don't even have to, to ask you not to fact check us because you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's holding us accountable. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, uh, it was really cool again to talk to Matt, hear more about the Michigan pinball scene, and of course, check out Bong Mountain mm-hmm. and... Uh, Kayla and I are going to wrap through plugs pretty quickly, but we also have uh, some more audio to to share with you. Uh, Yeah, I did some field recordings at Powderpuff. Um, It was the last tournament held at Shorty's before the move. Graham, have you been at the new spot yet? I have. I went to the soft opening, which was a pretty hard soft opening, (laughs) by the way. It was was pretty packed, Uh Um, like even by 4.30 or 5, like that place was hopping. Have you been? I have not been yet. Oh. I keep meaning to. I just have not fit into my schedule yet. Oh, uh, yeah. But the pictures look amazing. Yeah. it's. I think they did a great job. Like, it like feels seamless like, transition. It feels like shorties, but bigger. It really wow. does. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the bathrooms, for better or for worse. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, and I should say for better and for worse. Mm-hmm. Like, they are nice and clean. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, they're nice and clean. <laughs> I did not for now. For now, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, within a couple hours, there's already like graffiti and stickers popping yeah. up. And uh, I, I have a, a sticker uh, from Soft Plunge from Jessica uh, that I am going to put in the bathroom, but I know that I've already lost put all the coveted the spots. Oh. There is no urinal. That's one of the actual detrimental oh, okay. things. So it's it's gender neutral. Yeah, pro which gender is great. neutral. Yes, con zero urinals, which means that. The, the kind of the weight churn is always the same no matter what. You don't have a, an express gotcha. lane for, uh-huh. which, you know, maybe as a man, blah, 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 griping. But I do think it would make it, it go faster for everybody if mm-hmm. there was one urinal available. Yeah, or if you check yourself and at the door. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did hear that uh, there's upstairs where the trophy room is now because uh-huh. there's an upstairs. Uh, there's a, like, I think it's a utility closet or something now. Uh, but, but you can a, pee in there too. That's <laughs> the goal. Yeah. <laughs> if nobody's looking and you can get away with it, then <laughs> who's to it. stop you? Um, no, uh, I think JT mentioned when he was walking by that uh, that's going to become uh, a third bathroom. They want at hope at some point in time yeah but you know when you've got an open business and you're talking about that kind of renovation who knows how long it would actually right. end up taking to get around to but that would be huge mm-hmm. if they had a third bathroom upstairs available um if not plan your bladder activities early that's right that's right <laughs> um yeah it's pretty exciting it, it was funny how like thoroughly the culture just uprooted and yeah. moved a block like within like by five thirty or six, the the patio is like three times the size now. Which oh is, my god! It's really cool. Wow. Um, and like one half of that patio was like by early early evening, it was just like nothing but bike messengers. And it's like mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna be we're just fine, fine here. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one more uh, fun little thing that a lot of people I'm sure notice. Um, it kind of goes in both ways, actually. As as you know, Shorty's games have gotten more expensive over the year. Mm-hmm. Um, most games are seventy five cents. Some games are even a dollar now. At the new location, uh, still have some dollar games. I think a couple of the newer games that were seventy five are now a dollar. But but three for a dollar? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> but but uh, like Adam's Family, Twilight Zone, like a lot of like the older ish like nineties games, games and stuff. Yeah, fifty cents right now. That's good. So like they, I'm, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll I'll take that trade off. Mm-hmm. Like give give me the tiers, you know, rather than everything yeah. starting. Like all we had before was like the old 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 games that were fifty at that point. That's true. So so at but least I mean, we're getting some classics of the Williams variety that yeah are fifty cents again. I do feel like I remember Theater of Magic being seventy five cents for for a little while. Or yeah, maybe a little but I I believe yes, Theater of Magic now though at the new shorties is, is 50, fifty cents. cents. That's yeah. good. I would like to see some of those older newer games drop down once they've been paid for i hope that i i totally agree i hope that that or or keep the same price point but add an additional game like you know okay it's two dollars for three or how about now it's well i don't know like make it more incentivized to i'm right there with you yeah or or lower replays how about that yeah Oh, there's a there's that bowling. Uh, oh yeah, there's two yeah. of those up there, huh? Yeah, that's pretty fun. It's a bit of a pinch point when it's really busy up there, yeah. but just where people have to stand. But it was a lot of fun, and there were already like little tournaments and stuff going yeah. on there. In your um, estimate, how heavy is that bowling ball? Mm. Two pounds? Maybe, maybe three. Okay, that yeah. seems so dangerous to have around drunk people. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there definitely could be some problematic uh, yeah. moments. Uh, fingers crossed we don't <laughs> run into that in a while uh-huh we'll see how it goes uh yeah, yeah. anyway so uh yeah so it's pretty great uh, let me know when you're planning to okay. go i'd love to go again Sounds um good. and uh in the meantime though uh, here's this, sure. this i will say real quick too i did always have like, a little bit of a chuckle anytime on facebook someone was like what you're moving i'm like no they've already moved they've already moved they've been saying this for freaking months yeah like it, oh, it's not quite virtue signaling, but it's this weird thing of like, that's my spot. You can't move it. And then it's, it's like, like, if it was your spot, spot, you would have known this for eight months ago. Yeah. There was the long, long period of time yeah. where it was an open secret that they were going to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, it was long, credibly, uh, like 
predicted that it was going to happen. And then and when regulars knew where it was going to be. I know. Yeah, you've had a long time to yeah. get up on this. So just <laughs> calm down, everybody. And also read the read the whole post before you freak out because mm-hmm. they've moved and things are fine. I don't think they were out. I don't think they were even closed for more than like, what, five, six hours. It was, yeah, couldn't Not have been that. much more than that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone dressed up as clowns. You can find the piece on Como, right? Like, Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, they had the parade on, what, Tuesday or Wednesday? And then mm-hmm. by Thursday afternoon, it was open. open. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. And good news, again, for all those people who didn't even know that their spot was moving. Right. Now we have three times the space. So uh-huh. you casual fans are even Bring more welcome. Bring two friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, here we go. We're going to listen to, uh, I think I got like six or seven women that I just checked in with at um, Powder Puff. Two, 2019, it was my... My uh, 10 years of playing tournament play, and it was nice to talk to people there. Yeah, and uh, it, uh, I'll, I'll jump in uh, because I just pulled up the list uh, you sent me of the interviewees. Mm-hmm. So you're going to hear an order of appearance. M.K. Walker, Alexa Philbeck, friend of the show. Heather Willett, friend of the show. Danae Hackett, Marnie Cannon, and Maureen Hendricks, friend, friend of the show. show. So mm-hmm. half, half the women have appeared on our podcast right. in the past. Yeah, and it's funny. I, I mentioned that to Alexa while we're doing the interview. She's like, I guess I'm a fr- I mean, I'm friends with you. <laughs> I'm like, it's not quite what... It, yeah, I mean, yes, you are. Yeah, we're not saying right. that these others are right. not friends. Right. But yeah. Guests. Okay. okay. Here we are. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We're here at the Powder Puff Tournament 2019. MK just put up a grand champion score on Black Knight Swords of Rage. I'd like to hear your thoughts about how that went and what you did to get there. Um, well, part of it was emotional. I have a very long history with the Black Knights. So, you know, we, I went to went black and then I had that score. And yeah, But mostly I was aiming for the top lock. That's the safest shot because you've got it on the upper play field. Um, I have played uh, Black Knight Swords of Rage the pro edition is not nearly as fun. Uh, this makes the timing much better. It makes it more of a game because if you can keep it on the upper play field, you can do so much with it. And that top block is really easy to hit once you know where to hit. So, so the upper play field is where you get your catapult multiball then? Right. <laughs> yep. And then other than that, you're just trying to put modes in with your multiballs or what? Uh, I get the multiball. I'm also passively aiming for the shield. Um, when it's up, and then yeah, that's that's basically it. That was my strategy. <laughs> not uh, not the most uh, sure. thought out, but the game's brand new. Yeah, it's great. Well, congratulations! It feels amazing to like put your initials, especially grand champion, during a tournament. So that was awesome. Congrats! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so I'm here at Powder Puff. I, this is Alexa Philbeck. Friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I hope so. You've been on it before. You're a friend of. <laughs> okay, <laughs> friend of. I, I don't know if I'm a VIP quite yet, but I'm, I'm hoping to be there someday. Uh, so I played a couple of warm-up games. Uh, the lineup at Shorty's right now has a, features a bunch of like really cool new Stern games that I have not played. <laughs> Uh, so I did wonderful, right? <laughs> right. So I did some warming up, and I had a bunch of ter- terrible games in warm up. Uh, first round, I was drawn on Twilight Zone, and I actually uh, in warm up, I think I got like sub ten million points on Twilight Zone. Uh, not great. I'm used to playing the one at Flip Flip. It plays very differently. Not to say anything bad about this game, but it, it, it just is a very, very different table from what I'm used to playing. Mileage may vary, right? Right. And uh, I think that I'm really glad that I've warmed up on the game because uh, after practice, when I was actually drawn on it, I managed to pull a first. I actually got multi-ball started. Uh, 
I initially started like, well, I guess I'm just going to go for Lost in the Zone because I couldn't hit any other shot (laughs) than the slot machine. Uh Uh, So I got a couple of modes going. I did not get Lost in the Zone, but I I managed to pull off uh, about 150,000 or a million points, which uh, was good enough for a win. And I think based on the replay score, that's a... A decent, De- decent enough on this game. Yeah. Uh, just the way this table is playing. And then I got drawn on Beatles, which I also played a practice game on, and uh, came to the conclusion that I don't think that I like that table very much. Sure. <laughs> and I know essential basic strategy, and I did essential basic strategy, and I pulled a third. Uh, it's fine, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, it was it was an unremarkable showing in sure. my in my second <laughs> second round. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for better. Uh, I asked Maureen just now uh, what the what the field's looking like. We have 24 players in top eight advance, wow. so that gives me more more hope because uh-huh. I just pool. right, and I just I just played in the um, Georgetown flip-offs, and that was a much larger pool uh-huh. with 60 players with top 16 advancing. But that's a little bit, you know, statistically, mathematically. Like, I think I have a better shot this time. For sure. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, keep playing strong. Enjoy your Powder Puff. Thank you, Kayla. I appreciate it. You too. So we're here at Powder Puff again. I'm here with Heather Willett and Danae, and we're just going to hear their thoughts on how Powder Puff is going. We're just finished in round two. So, Danae, how's your day going? It is so good. I'm so glad that I came out here. I actually came from an all WTF bike polo tournament to come play in an all WTF pinball tournament. And uh, yeah, I I didn't think I was going to be able to make it. So I'm just really happy to be here. Yeah, I think I saw you pull up right when the first announcement was happening. I was texting people manically before (laughs) I got here, like, make sure that please register me. I'm coming. I'm coming. (laughs) I made it. You made it. I'm glad you're here. Heather, how's things going? Excellent. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, the plague, uh, having a great time seeing some uh, great friends. So mm-hmm. it's uh, always a good time to play pinball. For sure. And our theme this year is Under the Sea. Yes. Do you want to talk about your costume? Yes. I am She's a, a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nudibranc, or also known as a sea slug, which is like an inch-long uh, little creature. It kind of like is Liberace of the ocean. <laughs> and uh, it's just a very fun uh, little costume. Awesome. I'm glad you put that together. Thank Makes you. it so much more fun. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, I'm here with Marnie. What's your last name? Cannon. Cannon. And this is your first tournament ever, right? Yes. That's amazing. And so we just played Beatles together. Yes. And you got the first place high score here. Yes. So (laughs) can you talk to me about that moment right now? Uh, That was amazing because I, I... Well, I was just focused on trying to stay alive. This is a pretty tough game, and, and uh, I honestly don't know what happened. I looked up at the end of my ball, and I had I had 1.8 million, and I, I don't know yeah. where it came from. And I think you started with like 600, 700 thousand or something. Yeah. yeah so you yeah. got a million points on that ball. I'm super stoked. Yeah, that's that was awesome. Amazing. <laughs> um, and then, so you knew about this tournament coming up to it, so you intentionally came. Yes. What is your uh, thoughts on the tournament so far? How has your experience is, gone? It's so much fun. Yeah. Everybody's really friendly, yeah. um, and I, I just love playing pinball. I, I've never considered myself to be very good, so I, I was like, no matter what happens, I'm going to have fun because I'm right. playing pinball, and, uh-huh. and so far I'm having a great time. That's awesome. And you live here in Seattle, too? Yes, I live in North. Oh, great. Well, welcome. Thank Congratulations. You.
How's things going? Uh, things are going really well so far. Um, lots of people dressed up in the theme, which is under the sea. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about your costume real quick here. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried it on as a joke at the at the party store, but um, I was not the only one who planned to come as an angler fish. <laughs> so it's good. great. Yeah, yeah. It's had an unintentional bonus of being able to see everything I'm doing. Right. Uh, so it's lighting light the play field a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have 24 people playing today. That's great. Uh, we're doing five rounds of match play, and the top eight move on to finals. And we're about multi-match play finals. And we're about halfway through right now. Any yes. major issues? Anything going on? Um, nothing too major. Um, things are going really smoothly. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I talked to someone today that today's their first tournament ever, too, so that's exciting. Yeah, no, they, uh, she said she saw um, the shorties card in one of the games near her house Yeah. and thought, hey, that looks fun, and that's exactly what we're trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so good. That was so much fun. I love it when people who have never done a tournament just show up. It's, right? It's like... <laughs> There's a little bit of bravery required, but also yeah. as soon as they start playing, it's, it's just everyone's so nice. Totally. Yeah. So good.